Welcome to Let's Get Information. My name is Alexa Silvaggio, and this, my friends, is a podcast for seekers, entrepreneurs, spirit junkies, and wellness lovers of all kinds. Each week, we'll be offering you inspiration, education, and co-creation that will help you cultivate an epic life. So let's dig deep, lift up, and thrive through these personal stories, tips, how-tos, and most importantly, great, rich truth. Hello, gorgeous souls. This episode of Let's Get Information podcast is brought to you by The Travel Yogi. If you want adventure, if you want retreats, if you want yoga, if you want travel, if you want to see the world and to eat good food and to experience all that life has to offer you, which believe me, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you're into that sort of thing, then please go to thetravelyogi.com to book your next retreat today. Uh, I actually have two retreats coming up. One of them is December 28th through January 4th. Yes, over New Year's intention setting magic. That's going to be in Panama. And then next May, May 11th through the 18th, I'm going to Peru. And uh, I think you should come. So yeah, come get information with me there. But also it's time to get information. My beautiful Dr. Nikki Monty, thank you so much for coming on Let's Get Information podcast. I'm so excited to be here. We've been trying and trying. Right? I know. You know, my technical skills, I'm a bit of a neophyte, so thank you. Oh, oh no. Oh no. You're, you're a genius compared to me, so I'm way behind the curve. Well, on the social media front, I got some things going on, but technically with computers, I'm, I'm still pretty, yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I like to, I like to think it because we don't really want to know. There we go. Yeah, I do. Because I, I seriously uh, just don't have room. I have too many cases in my mind and too many people to be considering and too many creative projects to be engaged in to be worried about technology. Yeah. I love that there are fantastic people to be doing that for us Thank and God. with us. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And you're at capacity because you've got a lot going on right now. I'm at capacity. Yeah. Can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do and who you are? And just my heart is so full that. Goodness gracious. I don't, you know, it's been a long time since I've exactly uh, explained that. Um, I consider myself a teacher primarily. My, my label is psychotherapist and uh, you know, PhD and all that good stuff. Um, No big deal. No big deal. Really not a big deal. Truly. Uh, but uh, because all the stuff that I've learned, really, I, I did not learn in a school or the many schools I learned uh, in life. So yeah. that's my my uh, claim to fame is my that I've had the life that's been the great teacher. So uh, which, you know, it always has <laughs> there's always a dark underbelly to a statement like that. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a boring life does not teach you very much. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> not to worry. Uh, and uh, anyway, so um, I, I think of myself primarily as a teacher, though, you know, of course, people come to me because they think of me as a therapist initially, but I think very quickly, they hopefully think of me as a teacher primarily. And sometimes mentor, for my dearly love, I don't have enough mentees from my perspective, but mm-hmm. um, and but I have a few, I consider you to be one of them, but um, Great and one. Yeah. And uh, so uh, mentee is, is sort of the, uh, the uh, uh, 
what we would say the the hyperbole, the hyperbolic term for uh, for uh, someone who's a student, right? Uh, but you're playing a big deal to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I uh, I've been working for you know thirty years or, and change in this in this uh, particular field. Yeah, and uh, primarily what I work with, I work with uh, individuals, and I work with couples, and I work with families, and, I, and group work is, I have to say. Uh, pretty much my favorite work because um, I think that there are actually a number of people who do individual work fairly well, mm-hmm. decently well. And, uh, and there are even some people that do couples work uh, decently well. But I don't know that there are very, very many people who do uh, group work mm-hmm. very well. And I've been fortunate enough to be with some of them. And uh, so I, I really am a fan of group work because I think that group work um, teaches you things that you cannot learn an individual because, you know, I'm your advocate and individual and I care, of course, I'm your fan and all the things that I am because I, I really do fall in love with people. I don't always fall in like, but I fall in love with people that I work with individually, mm-hmm. some more than others. But you can't walk through somebody's soul without being in love with them. You know, psychology, the actually psychology, psychology is the study of soul. Psyche means soul. So that's actually what it is. And uh, I don't know that everybody knows that, but that is indeed what it is. So beautiful. Yeah. So I work with the the soul and uh, trying to help people discover, you know, from my side of the couch, it's trying to help people discover their highest and best uh, good, their highest and best quality. What is your most authentic voice, and how is how can you best serve that voice uh, in the world? Uh, how can you uh, allow that voice to be heard? Yeah. And. Uh, but what people generally come to, what inspires most people, is relationship. And because you know, I don't, need, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, you don't. I know either people want to get in, or people want to get out. That's the deal. Yeah. How do I get in? Oh my God, I'm in. How do I get out? Yeah. <laughs> and then we get people, you know, who are in, but they and they want it. They don't want to get out, but they want it to be better and. So um, I always uh, I always say that uh, relationship is my job security because people are always 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 going to be seeking better relationship yeah. uh, and uh, and how to how to express love how to get love how to get people to love them how to stop caring whether people love them whatever version it is yeah and uh, yeah. So that's my deal. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I was just actually reading some of your book last night, mm. Our Love Matters. And it's so true. It's like that, that word love is so loaded. It's so, um, yeah, yeah. It's in all matters of relationship. And one thing that you said to me in a session once really kind of rocked my socks. And it was, you looked at me, I was talking about other people and how they like are impacting my life. And you just looked at me and you said, people? <laughs> other people <laughs> they're all just you you know um, yeah it's, it's so yeah. real like the reflection and i and i wonder if that has something to do with the 
the beauty of group work because I think that you just, everything's reflected back. So everything is, yeah, exactly. Everything's reflected back and it's, it's uh, easy to see since I, teach from that position what other people there are no other people everybody's shards it's shards of glass and mirror everywhere we go if you're in a group process and you see other people and you hear your words coming out of their mouth or you see your anxiety or your terror or your hesitation or your resistance in them uh, and you see what happens when there is interaction or intervention with them you get information about yourself that sometimes you can't hear coming head on, right? Even hard on. You just can't hear it. You, it, it it's too hard. Yeah. And so, uh, but when we see it in other people, we can do that. And plus in group work, uh, especially in my long workshops, you know, my seven month workshop, you, what you end up getting to do is you have this family. And if that's for all the good and bad and ugly of it, right? So you have this family, but what you do is if you have a, if you have a relative that's making you crazy and that person is in you magically in your group, of course, or the characters, but, but of course, you get, of course, you get to work to the other side, which is you don't in your family often because they want, or a friend or whatever, because they won't greet you on it. They just won't. They're not doing their part of the work. Mm-hmm. And happily, we can do our work and no one else has to do theirs for things to change. I think that's so powerful. We can do our work and no one else has to do theirs for things to change. You know, it's this thing I say, and I say it in my book, and I'm, I'm saying it in my courses, which I'll talk about in a second, which mm-hmm. is... Um, I've been to the mountain, I prayed, I meditated, I worked like a dog on changing myself. I've been to the greatest teachers in the universe. I, you know, I've struggled, I've cried, I've beat pillows. I've done everything you can possibly do. My husband sits in a chair and changes. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so good. Because when my, when my energetic, you know, as they say in the fancy way, but in my personality even, or the way I approach things, or how open-hearted yes. uh, or open-minded I am, all of that shifts everything around me. Imagine. So it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. Totally. Totally. Well, just in the few months that I've been working with you, I've certainly seen that in my life. So that shit works, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Well, thank you for mentioning my book. Uh, the, uh, I'm doing this, um, uh, starting this online course series, which um, I'm going to be launching early next year. Uh, and it's called uh, Live Wise Academy. And uh, it, there are, we're going to start with six courses and uh, they're really all relationship courses, except the last course, which is also a relationship course. It's, all, it's called Stress is the New Normal. And uh, so, cause that's, uh, and if that isn't a relationship course, I don't know. But, and it's a lot, it, it has a lot of the elements of, of our love matters. And so it really is broken into, first of all, relationship fitness, so that you can have uh, the relationship with self, which is the foundation of your relationship with everything everybody and everything and lot the world and in your life and in eternity is so relationship fitness and then it goes into um 
our love matters find it if you don't have love and you really would like that fix it if you have it but it ain't going so well uh let it go if you have it it ain't going so well and you can't stand it anymore and you want to let go or if you want to let go of old ideas about what that relationship's supposed to be like or if you want to let go of friends that aren't serving you anymore or, or ways you're going through the world and uh and then reimagining heartbreak because i'm a big fan of heartbreak i think heartbreak is what grows us luckily because we have enough of it as we move on and then stress is the new normal. And so uh, the way it's going to work is that everybody um, uh, will sign up for relationship fitness and one of the other courses. And uh, boy, I'm telling you, it's got all the bells and whistles. It's got, um, you know, it's got written, of course, calls to action. Yes. It's, got, uh, it's got text. It's got videos, I, I, a lot of videos. Um, with me talking about you know how this stuff works how this stuff called life works and mm -hmm. love it's got um um audio casts i don't know what they're called audios uh on uh interviews uh with, with real sessions with people uh with couples and also with individuals it's got meditations downloadable meditations on various topics Thank God. Um, <laughs> it's got, you know, I want to do some man on the street stuff. I haven't done that yet, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, that's the intention. And it's going to have uh, daily prompts so that you can, you know, feel like, and of course, live webinars. Yeah. And, uh, so I, if I've left anything out, I'm waiting for somebody to tell me, and I'm sure I'll put it in. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say, I think you kind of covered everything, and it's. Huh. Because it really is, it's a practice. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Got the tools. Like, I got the relationship now. Like, I'm all set. It's, you know, it well, is. Well, one of the things that I say often and everywhere in writing and speaking and passing by, I throw it out the car while I'm walking along, while I'm driving along, but is that uh, <clears throat> relationship is like chess. It's easy to learn the game. It's easy to learn the rules and hard to play the game. Mm -mm. Have you ever played chess? I actually, I'm maybe the one person on the planet who hasn't. But the I know, I think there's a lot of people. But let me tell you, I could teach you in an afternoon the rules. Like, I could teach you in an hour the rules. Yes. Very easy to learn the rules. Yes. Extremely difficult to play the game. Yes. With That's skill. probably why I've never learned. I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but maybe that's maybe I should learn to play. Maybe I'd be in a relationship. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you could get in a relationship with someone who plays, and they there we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> straight. Two birds with one stone. You know, yeah. I'm very practical. Exactly. Um, Dr. Mickey, who are your teachers? Like, who did you learn from? What books have you read slash written that um, <laughs> really impacted your life? My greatest teacher, I mean, not counting my mother, my greatest teacher, and she was truly my greatest teacher in all of her awfulness, um, but my greatest uh, teacher was uh, a man that I worked with for 17 years. His name was Dr. Brew Joy, and uh, I'd still be working with him if he hadn't died on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, not exactly on me, but he did. He did. <laughs> So he was, a, he was an amazing teacher. And I've had some delightful teachers along the way and some really, to really terrific. I've really worked with some wonderful, wonderful 
um, the wonderful teacher, Hal Stone, who's actually still around. He's in his 90s, I believe. I haven't seen him in years. But um, and uh, Carolyn Conger, who I still work with occasionally, she's still around. And, uh, you know, I've just been with a lot, a lot of teachers over the years. But but Bru is my mentor and my primary teacher. And really, I would say, uh, sculpted me in a way as a student, um, though I'm sure he would never put it that way. Because, and he was, um, he was a, uh, uh, he had been a physician and he became a metaphysician, uh, which is my, you know, training with him is metaphysics, which is that which is beyond the personal that which is not so personality oriented but he was a big uh, devotee uh, intellectually of Jung uh, Carl Jung the great um, psychiatrist and psychologist uh, which I am as well so uh, you know I'm not any one thing but if I were primarily one thing it would be Jungian and uh, so that's anything that uh, I would say uh, Jung adjacent books, you know, things like um, um, anything. Um, uh, OK, so for some reason, his, I've read a thousand of his books and it's um, uh, uh, um, Hillman, James Hillman. Anything by James Hillman is really interesting to me. Um, he wrote actually a, a popular book called Soul's Code, popular meaning the public actually liked it. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, there's just a lot of writers I admire and a lot of, a lot of uh, people that I'm um, a fan of. Um, but I would say that, uh, you know, everything from the great poets, to the great uh, playwrights, you know, I was an actor for a long time, so um, I've had a few lifetimes and I was an actor for a long time. So uh, I love uh, I love the um, I guess the creative process for, as as a teacher. I love the creative process. I like to not just talk about things, but actually get in there and do stuff mm-hmm. to stimulate people. Yeah. When people come to you with relationship issues, what would you say is like the biggest kind of complaint, like feeling disconnected or not being able to um, cultivate one? What, what is like the biggest thing that people come to you with? Uh, I would say the biggest people think people come to me about is not actually not feeling lovable or love-able. And, uh, and so, of course, that starts with loving yourself, which is so cliche, we just sort of want to throw up in our mouth about it. But the thing is that, in fact, it is the deal. Yeah. Uh, and uh, being confident about that and being willing to select wisely or select at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I, I give this little example, I was just reading it the other day when I was, I was working on my, the courses and uh, I had a couple of few years ago, I, I, I've been around long enough that uh, I don't really work with teenagers, but sometimes uh, I've been around so long that the parents, uh, they've mentioned me so much in the house. And when the kids want to see someone or talk to someone, they actually ask for me or the parents suggest me. So I end up talking to a teenager now and again, which is really just silly. I mean, <laughs> what impact are you going to have on a 14 or 15 year old? But anyway, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to do it because I get a lot of information out of it. 
and every once in a while I'll work with an eight year old or a seven, you know, and it's, it's really interesting because they're so, they're so terrific. Uh, they're so uh, naturally forthcoming. But anyway, this kid was, uh, he was in an all boys school and he, there was a, a, like a companion girls school, you know, he was in high school. And he said to me, uh, he was just starting to date and everything. And he said, uh, you know, um, there's this girl uh, that maybe I'm thinking that maybe I'll ask out. And I said, oh, what is it about her you like? And he said, well, you know, I, I think she likes me. And I said, maybe you should start raising your standards early. Yeah. Just because somebody <laughs> likes you. First of all, he's so cute. Such a cute. Never going to have a book. Yeah. Let's start working on, like, you, what do you think of her? Yeah. <laughs> raise the bar. Just raise little. the bar a little bit. But, you know, I have this conversation with people of all ages. Totally. You have to love yourself enough, or at least like yourself enough, to raise the bar yes. and to really ask of yourself, you know, who, who do you want to be in this relationship? How do you want to be treated? How, what are you willing to do to make yourself the best person you could be? And then, by the way, while you're looking for this other ideal person, whatever that means, um, how about you become the person you're looking to date? That would be an interesting uh, objective. Oh, I like that. Mm. I like that. It's one of the rules. Become the person you want to date. Become the person you want in the bed beside you. So good. So good. Pretty much nobody does that, by the way. Yeah. It's really annoying. Yeah. It's so funny. I was just talking to a girlfriend about that. She was like, but he doesn't, he doesn't like, he's not as ambitious as I want him to be. And I was like, well, but you are. Like, just yeah. you own that that's you. Like, that that's yeah. who you are. Yeah. Like, let him be who he wants to be. And if, if it doesn't serve, then sure. I guess if that's really, like, a non-negotiable. That was a thing you talked to me about that really yeah. sucks is the non-negotiable yeah. list. Right. And right. I've talked to a few girlfriends about that since. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, he has to, like, not do drugs. And I'm like, really? That's, like, the <laughs> list? Like, okay, like, come on. Yeah, like, let's <laughs> we, Again, raise the bar. Yeah, raise the bar. You know, yeah, we just, non-negotiables? Yeah, and people, yeah. Well, I always uh, recommend that you write a very, very long negotiable list yes because i think the universe screws with us on things that are not on the list at all i have some things that weren't on my list at all and i just thought oh this is not important or i didn't even think about it and lo and behold that is the stuff i'm still complaining about about my husband that oh, stuff i never talked about yeah love you not, not pretty <laughs> and um so you write it very long and then how does that you take <coughs> well, excuse me for no more than five non-negotiables. These are things that no matter what, mm -hmm. no matter what you have to have. Now, I recommend that people not trouble with things like, I must be attracted to them. Because let us just take for granted, we must be attracted to them. We don't need that on our non-negotiable. Save your four or five for items of more importance. Not that that's not important, but are you really going to date somebody that you're not attracted to? I don't think so. Not for the next one. Right. Yeah. So let's just take that for granted. So, and the thing is, you get to have anything on your non-negotiable list that you want. 
it, it doesn't have to be important to anybody else. If your girlfriend wants somebody that's ambitious, she has a right to have that. If that's true. Now, if she's never dated anyone ambitious, maybe she wants to see, is this something I'm really, really looking for? Or do I want to be the one that has the ambition in the group? That's okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, but be honest with yourself about that. Do you want someone who's religious or not or spiritual or not? Do you want someone who is political or not political? Do you want someone, you know, who is a rich or doesn't it matter? Does money not matter to you? I mean, do you like whatever it is? I, I always tell the story because it's my favorite story because it's so an anathema to me. And I had this gorgeous, gorgeous, I think I told you this story, is gorgeous, gorgeous couple that was in my office. I mean, they were so beautiful. They took my breath away just to look at them. And of course, they were, you know, dressed in shorts and whatever. And all their, every, everything was showing. And, uh, and they were carved, like someone like a, like a sculptor had come along and carved their butt. And they owned a gym together. And they were fitness trainer people. And on their non-negotiable list, both of them had, at the top of their list, must hike. I love it. I'm just going to tell you, it is nowhere on any of my lists. If you searched my house from top to bottom, you would never find must hike. No, I wouldn't even find must yoga on my list. No, no. (laughs) You know how I feel (laughs) I mean, if you yoga or if you hike, I'm into it. Word. But I do not need you to do that for me to love you. Hundred and ten. Just don't care. Um, You know, would I like you not to be, you know, like, would I like you to worry about your health? Yes. That's that's a, it's a negotiable, unfortunately, for me. You know, I would prefer that you worry about your health, but. Um, smart, non-negotiable for me. Me too. Smart. And preferably smart and funny. I like to put that on one line as if they are. They really aren't on one line. I think they're the same. And you can't be that funny unless you have some brains. You can't be that funny unless you have brains, but you can be very smart and not be funny. Bingo. Yeah. Totally. So you, you kind of have to make your have to make your decision there. So smart and money, yeah, and uh, yeah, and passionate. That's on my list. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think mine mine were like um, growth inspired, like wanting to continue Ooh. to learn. Yeah, that's huge yeah. for me. Spiritually aligned. We have mm-hmm. the world okay. spiritual lens. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the ambitious piece. I'm into the, uh-huh. um, oh, and the available piece is really quite important. Oh, that availability thing. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, the truth is, and this is a very hard truth. Yeah. If we make our list in our twenties, then we make our list in our thirties, then we make our list in our forties, and then we make our list in our fifties or wherever we go, mm-hmm. the list changes. So if you if you partner with somebody in your twenties, then you've gotta you've gotta I mean for most people the yeah. list changes. 
uh, if we if we are continuing to work on ourselves and growing, then things become different. Yeah. So uh, you know, we we kind of get to know where we are as we move along by the people we attract into our lives. Not always great news. Teachers, teachers everywhere. Right. Teachers, teachers everywhere. So if we attract a lot of unavailable people, maybe we're not as available as we wish we were. Bingo again. Mm, so annoying. So annoying. I know. Truth bombs, they get dropped. And <laughs> I'm willing. <laughs> um, so if someone, if someone came to you and is like, I want to learn to love myself. Uh-huh. Is there a practice that you would give them to help? Oh, of course. There's a ton of a ton of practices. You know, first of all, of course, if I could get them into my Genesis course, my two and a half and two and a half days. Two and a half oh days. Nothing ladies people. and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. If you were in the Los Angeles area, <laughs> Genesis. Oh, people fly in. Oh, actually, yeah, it's true, actually. People fly in from all over the place. I don't care if you're in L.A. or not. Get your ass into Genesis. That yeah. changed my life more in two and a half days than... Yeah, and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't book it as a life-changing, but it certainly does throw open all the doors and windows and uh, introduce you to the patterns that are guiding your life. And this is the thing that you know at this point, um, that we all live in pattern. We can't not live in pattern actually we can't live outside of pattern so we once we identify our patterns we can start to shift our relationship to those patterns and to the history that inspired those patterns or magnified those patterns so it's very very exciting so if you want to learn to love yourself we have to first get to the first of all we have to find out what is the payoff what is the value what are you getting out of not loving yourself because if you weren't getting something out of it, you would see that what could possibly be so terrible. Yes. So you don't have all the money in the world. Or you don't have all the, you know, you're not the ideal whatever weight you think you should be. Or you're not, you know, as good at this or as good at that. You know, we're not good at computers. Should we not love ourselves from that? I don't think so. I don't think that's you know, right. It's an oh well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> but for somebody who must have somebody who loves computers, that is, we are not their person. Not okay. So, uh, but, um, so we look at what is the value, what have you been getting out of not loving yourself? And where did you learn that you are unlovable? Where did you learn that from? Did you get that from the world you were brought up in the local world called the family the uh, the world around you, the media world now, God help everybody. The uh, I mean, it's just talk about compare and despair potential. Yikes! Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So, where did you get the idea that you're not lovable? I mean, you know, and what are you afraid of? If you really loved yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen? And people are say, well, nothing. I'd be very happy. Let's look a little deeper. And that's the thing that's the other piece about. We always want to ask the sequence of vertical questions. Don't settle for the first three answers. Go further and further and further. 
What is the worst thing that could happen? Well, then I'll be responsible for my life. Oh, well, then uh, I'll be happier than my mother was. And I'm not allowed to be happier than my mother was because then uh, who's she going to be if I'm that? Then uh, if I love myself, I will attract somebody who I have to commit to. And then I'll be trapped. You know, we're like, I mean, <laughs> who the hell knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? We have to get honest with ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> so the first thing about loving ourselves is to be willing to be honest. Be willing to be honest. That is a lot bigger of a task than people understand. We are not very, uh, we don't have a lot of integrity when it comes to self-work or self-care. You know, we make a little shot at it, right? Gee, I uh, get eyelashes, so I guess I'm doing self-care. I think you're doing other perception. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I get eyelashes, so I'm speaking from personal experience. Totally, though. And it's so it's so wild too because working in like the health and wellness world, you know, yoga. It's all about self care, and I will tell you, there are people that are compulsively doing yoga, and that's not very caring. No, so no. Anything no, no. Can, be, can be a hand grenade or an or an arsenal of love. You know, it's like, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's well put in a hand grenade or an arsenal glove. And that is, you know, that's true. And so, so we find out what the fear is about loving ourselves. Where did we learn it from? Where did we learn that we're not, um, we shouldn't be love able? And um, who taught us that? And what, what voices do we think we'll betray if we give that idea up? And what do we think is going to happen if we're not that self-loathing or self-contemptuous or cynical person anymore? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and where's our, <clears throat> where's our zest for anything? Now, I have this longtime client uh, that um, I saw today, and she's about to have her, well, not about to, but she's going to have her second child soon. And, um, she is really uncommitted to life. She's committed to her children's life. Mm. She's not committed to her own life. And she, uh, and she just won't do it. She just won't do it. And she's so not in her body. You know, she's so not in her body. Yeah. And so there is this piece that we start with, which is how are we committed to the life that is before us? And how do we get committed to the life that's before us if we have been forbidden that by ourselves or by others? How do we get committed to the life that's before us? And this is very exciting to me to help people learn how to do that because it is possible. I've watched a lot of people shift mm -hmm. from a, a rejection of the life that is before them to an embrace of the life that is before them. But it ain't easy. And it's, it takes a lot of work. A lot of people just don't want to do the work. They just don't, you know. I always love it when somebody comes into me and they say, I, first session, so you've done other therapy? Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Uh, and well, uh, you know, I usually, I've been to therapy a couple of times. I, you mean a couple of spents or two sessions? Well, a couple of sessions. Oh, what happens? Well, I go once or twice and then I just don't go. I said, oh, I say, so I'll expect to see you for two sessions and I'll be damned if I don't, maybe I'll get three out of them because I've confronted them that way. But they just don't want to do the work. Yeah. They want magic. Mm. They want magic. Scary. And I understand, except that the work is really 
fun. It's the, the self-discovery is, is fun. Uh, There's so much beauty in the breakdown even. Like yeah. even in the moments where you're like, wow, this is really like old stuff. Or this mm. is painful stuff. Or this is like dark shadow stuff that I didn't even know I like had. You look at it and you're like, that is, wow, I'm so alive. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is bringing up such a good point because what we do is we get these few ideas about ourselves. I'm a person who, you know, like this this gal I was talking about uh, a few minutes ago, she said, well, I was just thinking maybe this is just who I am. And I said, yeah, you know, people who come to me who are angry say, well, I think I'm just a curmudgeon. I'm just this who I am. I just don't have that much zest. This is just who I am. I'm just not very, you know, interested. This is just who I am. Really? Because I know that we are everything. Yes. We are everything. We've got all these different parts and stuff going on inside of us and the idea is to find those voices and connect with the thing that's going to make us bigger and better than we were yesterday yes more we are everything mm. you know it's it's what voice is stepping forward in this moment yes you know this is podcast dr nikki <laughs> <laughs> actually i'm pretty much this way everywhere yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. No, it's so true. And and I, I, I mean, God, like my whole MO, because I know you know my journey and, you know, I've ebbed and flowed in, in every which way and in every, you know, it's like, I'm inviting all the emotions to the table. They all belong. They all have a seat. Yeah. At the true essence, it's true. Like, I think at our essence, like we are, we are personifications of love we are personifications of life itself yeah yeah nothing yeah. about that you know there's nothing yeah. it's just who i am about that yeah 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 well we are and uh so yeah here's this is the thing talking about love which is you know where we started with you kindly mentioning my book um what else could we possibly be but love you know, you look at a baby, I have every once in a while I have somebody come in and they say to me, and I've had this before and I know it's just stunning me that you, this will be completely foreign to you. They'll say, yeah, I don't have any feelings. And I'm like, huh, that's really interesting. How, how do you imagine you communicated with your mother when you were a baby about your needs? I, I, I'm just wondering how you did that. Did you say that? No. Did you write it in the sky? Someone else, you know, tapped it out in Morse code because you had no feeling. I mean, no, you cried, you screamed, you gurgled, you cooed, mm -hmm. you giggled. Of course, you did nothing but feel. That's how we're born. You know, we're born to be loved and to offer love. Some people are more predisposed that's called nature to be interactive and relational and loving and some people are more predisposed by their nature to be more of a, a independent isolated whatever but most of us who consider ourselves independent you know is often code for i'm scared to death i'm going to get hurt if i let myself get close to too many people but anyway 
Most of, oh, really? I didn't know that's one. Oh, just taking a shot in the dark. Uh, most people, <laughs> there's a few, but most people who, most of us independent kind of people are, um, it was training. You know, it was training. But we also can see that pattern unfold. You know, we can see that pattern unfold. And, uh, you know, I watch people who are very communal and people who are not and, and all of those kinds of things. And, and some of it was training and some of it is organicity. So that's the other thing to sort out, you know, what can be shifted and what can't. Yeah. I'm not trying to think that everybody's supposed to be the same because they're not. One of the things I really love about the course that I'm doing is it is not a one size fits all course. It is, you know, you, you, the reason I've got so many elements in it is because some people are not going to want to do one meditation. So don't download it. But some people are going to want to read the blogs and some people are going to want to listen to them in their car. So I'm audio taping them. Some people are, are going to want to do a lot of writing and some people are going to want to do a whole different thing. Uh, some people are just going to want to watch the videos. I'm pretty sure, you know, and they're yeah. not going to want to do any homework. <sighs> yeah. Do you think that everyone has the capabilities of, of making shifts in their lives? Yes, I do. But it does take willingness. It takes willingness and it takes intentionality. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it has to be a combination. I don't think you can shift just from understanding. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that insight is, is the shifter. And I don't think you can shift just from taking action. Mm. I think understanding and action have to work together. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I could think all day long about getting my body stronger, but if I never do an exercise in my life, my body is not going to get stronger. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Completely. And, yeah. I mean, so just, but it's this thing with relationship. You have to practice, 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 practice. And you don't have to be in a primary relationship. You can practice with your friends. You can practice at the, at the market. You know, you can practice authentic behavior all day long. How do we know when it feels authentic, would you say? I know that's like the biggest question, but. How do we know when it feels authentic? When it is. When it is authentic, I would say when it is authentic, it feels authentic. Mm -hmm. It feels heartful. Mm -hmm. It feels heartful. It feels, it feels, um, there's a connectivity has a, it has an energy to it, you know? Yeah. It has an energy to it. And, um, it, I think it's never going to, I think it feels spontaneous. I think it feels organic. Um, and there's something, um, sort of, uh, very present. That's the main thing. It feels. I'm here with you now. I'm not thinking about what's going to happen after we're finished. Not a, not a thing. Your beautiful face and hearing you and uh, being as impressed with you as I always am. And that's all I'm doing. I don't have to do anything else, but to your questions, we didn't have a question planned. We didn't have, I didn't have an answer planned. It's just. So beautiful, such a freaking privilege for my listeners and for myself. 
Um, I can't believe it, but it's already been like 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> so I'm going to go into the rapid fire round, which is just like asking this or that. Okay. Um, which you prefer, just because I want people to know a little something silly about you because you've been so. Okay. Great. Right. So, do you prefer coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. Coffee. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Extrovert. Um, and I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, yoga or meditation? Meditation. <laughs> <laughs> sex or sleep? Oh, sex <laughs> followed by sleep. <laughs> yeah, good call. Um, New York or Los Angeles? New York. No. Well, New York. I I really love New York. I've never quite gotten over New York. Yeah. But I could not live there anymore. So that's a long answer. I totally get it. I just couldn't. It's a lot. It's a yeah, lot. It's a um, lot. Ebook or hard copy? Hard copy. Totally. Shower or bath? Shower. Milk or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. Yes, savage. Um, <laughs> phone call or text? Uh, depends on what I'm doing. Mm. Text for a quickie? Yeah. For, for logistics? Yes. And phone call for dialogue? Totally. Okay, we've already talked about this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Intelligence or humor? Intelligent humor. Amen. Money or fame? Fame. <laughs> I love it. I love you. What do you, what do you want people to know about you, if anything? What you, uh, personally or professionally? Well, it's the same. What I want people to know about me is that... Uh, Teaching is my bliss. People are my calling, and being of service is my um, is what I was born to do. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my God! Thank you so much for having me. How can we connect to you? What's your website and your social handle so we can? Uh -huh. Well, um, I am. Uh, you can um, hit me on Instagram. The hell's my Instagram? Is it Dr. Nikki? It's Dr. Nikki. It's Dr. Nikki. Yeah. It's a really, really good uh, page, everybody. D-R-N-I-C-K-I. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yes, it's nothing. And my Twitter, my Facebook, oh, my goodness gracious. You know, I have to look this up as we're talking because what do I know? I'm, um, I'm it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's like you have your phone number. You never call yourself. Okay, my my uh, my Instagram. I mean, my Twitter is Dr. Nikki J Monty. D R period N I C K I J period M O N T I. Dr. Nikki J Monty. J is for joy, by the way. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much. And uh, www.stucknomore.com. Stucknomore.com, and eventually uh, you will be able to reach me, not quite yet, though, at Dr. Nikki at LiveWise Academy. But for now, you can reach me at Dr. Nikki at stucknomore.com, D-R-N-I-C-K-I. Beautiful, and I'll put all that in the show notes, too, so people can just click and get there. But um, I want to just take a moment to acknowledge you for the amazing teacher that you are, for the way that you show up. Um, so authentically and so from your heart. Mm -hmm. um, it's a privilege. Thank you. Thank you.
Love you so much. I love you so much. I'll see you uh, Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. What an absolute gift. please do connect to me. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, um, social media in general at Alexa Silvaggio. And if you do have a second, I would be super grateful if you left us a review on iTunes. Why? Well, because that actually makes us more visible to everyone. And I'm all about spreading the good stuff, right? Spreading the goods, getting the word out because I want us all to benefit. I want us all to feel good. I want us all to thrive. So this is your gentle reminder, my love to go out there and create an epic life. All my love.